we there yet? How about now? Now? For the last time, no. However, we shall be arriving in the next few hours. Now be quiet or I'll drop you off at the nearest military facility. Oh Nigel, don't tease the boy. Oh Patricia, I'm only joking with the boy. Patricia, my long lost ghoul wife who was created in an experiment gone awry, I'm so glad that the boy and I found you, and I cannot wait to introduce you to Brent and Eric. Oh honey, are you sure that they'll be okay with us surprising them? Of course my love. For last year around this time I told them that Harold and I were going on an adventure to track you down. Well, a top military base infiltration and a handful of souls later, here we are. One big happy family. But father, we've been away for over a year. What if new listeners don't know who we even are? Well my boy, then they need to listen to past episodes of the Friday Five podcast, you know, I heard it could be found anywhere podcasts are found. Speaking of which, Patricia turn on the stereo, I think the show is about to start. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of starting to regret coming to your house because I might be stuck here now because it is raining like cats and dogs outside. Well, it seems that the last couple of Halloweens, especially when we do these episodes, have been stormy nights. It's, and you should have known. It's fitting. So I mean, it's, what, three days before Halloween right now? And uh, the season is upon us. Target actually has awesome things to look at right now. Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's true. You see the fall colors out. Spirit Halloween is mm-hmm. is out. And, uh, man, it's good. The man got the candles out. Got the... Oh. Got that Gonna apple pumpkin candles. Apple pumpkin spice yeah. latte. Wait, that's a that's a Starbucks word. I don't know. It's a good it's a good year. Yes. This is this is This is a bright spot in otherwise part of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this is a great part of the year. This is we look forward to this, especially in this area of the country where uh, it can still it could be ninety five degrees or it could be fifty five degrees. It's not too bad right now. No, it's nice. So it's, it's you know, nice. I think it'll be a good Halloween. Hopefully it won't rain. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna do our. This is our yearly Halloween special. We're yes, doing sir. it under the uh, the Friday Night Flashback um, label, mm-hmm. I guess you should say yes. here. So this is one of brand, our brand, if you will, brand. Oh, yes, brand. Uh, we now have how many shows? Do we have now seventeen. I don't know. Four hundred fifty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Friday Night Flashback. Stop and chat. <laughs> uh, Friday Five. Top five and five. Yep. That's the three. That's oh, our three. three. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it. It's the holy trinity of podcasting. Awesome. Yes. Well, look. Pop some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Maybe get some candy corn. Eh, no, okay, fine. <laughs> get, get some goobers. Goobers. Popcorn yeah. balls are good. Yeah. Maybe flip some lights off, light a candle. Yes. Kick back and relax. Because we are going to talk about this Halloween. Our three of our favorite Halloween-themed television episodes. Yes. And one that we just hate are one that we deem horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you could get through that without laughing. Horrible. Yes, we will have one you get horrible. It? It's a play on words. Some call it a pun. It's a pun. It's the word horror than ible at the end. <laughs> it's like horrible, but horror in it. Yeah. yeah. So we're each going to have, so we each have four, three good ones yes. and one bad one. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and my picks aren't necessarily ones that are go-tos necessarily. Mm-hmm. I kind of try to think of three that 
you know, aren't going to be on everyone's list. Right. Because, um, I mean, you know, I could easily just list off a few. I mean, like Roseanne. Yes. I was never a big fan of the show, but man, mm-hmm. I would watch their Halloween episodes. Same thing with The Simpsons. Simpsons. I, I love their... Home Improvement had yes. great Halloween. Yes. Man, how, how did a Home Improvement not make my list? <laughs> I'm sitting here now going, crap, that's what I forgot to put. Yes, there's several on that didn't make on my list. I mean, because we're only doing three. Right. But there's right, right. several that could... Home Improvement has great yes. Halloween episodes. Um, I, you know... Or the holiday episodes. Nickelodeon always had great ones with uh, the Rugrats when they crossed over with uh, Real Monsters. Right. Was a good one. Uh, yeah. Keenan and Kel had a good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm listing off all the ones that I didn't put on my list. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of ones that we could have listed. But um, but I went with things that, that I always think about on Halloween. And, right. and one of my ones that I like isn't necessarily even a Halloween episode. It's just something I like to watch at Halloween. Right, right, so, right. So uh, yeah. ho- hopefully the power stays on and uh, we Oof. can get through this. It's getting rough out there. It's another uh, kind of creepy night. So dark and stormy. Or something That's like. right. Yeah. Uh, so let's kick it off, man. Uh, I'll let you go first. All right. I'll this lead is off. your first of three of your favorite. Yes. So one of my favorite Halloween themed TV episodes. Yeah. Is called Mystery Weekend. At, uh, with it was the Saved by the Bell episode. Okay. Where. Lisa Turtle won a some radio contest, and she, the prize was they went on this weekend at a mansion, and it was a murder mystery type thing. Wow, I've never been in a mansion before. Yeah, look at this suit of armor. Welcome to Knockwood Manor. I am your host, Stephen Jameson III. And I am your guest, Zach Morris, the only. <laughs> Which one of you is our radio contest winner? Here she is, Lucky Lisa. Lucky nothing. I dialed so many times I broke a nail. Well, congratulations, Lisa. I hope you will all enjoy our murder mystery weekend. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Like Clue. Yeah, something like Clue. And I think they actually, you know, they have these around. They have like, a, you know, you could spend a weekend and do like a murder mystery. Does Screech get stabbed or something? Screech acted like he got stabbed a hundred times because he kept <laughs> jumping into Slater's arms because oh. he got spooked at every turn. Perfect. But um, is this like the original Saved by the Bell or the college years? This is original Saved by the Bell. This is 1991. Okay. This came out. So this is the middle of their um, original series. Right. Or maybe toward the end. Um, so it's just it's classic sort of sitcom television. It's got like over the top acting because it's a it's the sitcom, but it's they're doing a special, so it's you know there's a lot of over the top stuff. Right. Um, they're also playing in a murder mystery thing, which is also over the top. So it's it's a lot of like kind of cheesy lines and and things like that. Um, I remember I remember watching this. I, I saw it when I was. I don't think I've ever seen this. I was I was watching it regularly when this came on, so I remember seeing this you know come out. I don't know if I saw it like. The first time it aired, yeah. But I do remember it uh, Halloween. This would, you know, I saw this and I loved it because I was like, man, first of all, I want to go there. <laughs> I think this is cool. I'd love to be a part of a murder mystery. Yeah. And the good thing about this episode is, it's it must be they must have found like the best murder mystery mansion of all time because they go through it and it's like, oh, they have a maid and they have a piano player and they have this guy that hosts the whole thing and yeah, and it sort of goes around and so. Uh, the first guy that dies is the piano player, and so they, you know, they suspect like the maid and the, you know, this and that and the other. Well, it takes kind of a turn where things start happening where they're like, okay, is this is this real or you know? <laughs> so the host, the main guy, is like, all right, we're gonna have to shut this down because it's getting a little out of control. Out of control. So Zach meets with him in his office. And he's like, uh, I'm going to give you some vouchers for another weekend because I I don't know. We can't just keep going. This is getting a little too bad. Yeah. And so he, he gives Zach the uh, the envelope. And then it like the lightning strikes, the thunder hits, and it goes dark. And it comes back up, and he's gone, the, the head of the guy. <laughs> and so Zach's in his office. And then, of course, everybody piles in at that point right. when they hear a scream. Yeah. And so now Zach's being framed for it. And when you're watching the episode for the first time, you're going... Wait, what's you know? Is this what's happening? Is this real? Right. And so they go through, and they're like, "He's like, no, I got this. These are vouchers, you know." And they open the, and it's money. 
they open the envelope and it's, there's money in there. Yeah. So now Zach's being framed and all this stuff. But you know, it turns out it was just a giant ruse and and who was behind it? Well, it was it was the the, the head guy, but like Lisa went this she disappeared. She went missing. Yeah. And but she ended up being a part of it, like being in on the on, oh, okay. on the gag, you know. Just a gag. Just a gag. But um I love the episode just because it's 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 classic like early 90s like overacting and and uh, theming it's a very well you know it's perfect for Halloween right with and it, it got especially when you first watch it you're like oh you know are we are we in the serious realm now or what's going on yeah and uh, well, I, I really I thoroughly enjoyed that one um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. it's it's really cool you yeah know, it's Saved by the Bell so it's gonna be that that 90s aesthetic you know with them being right. fashionable kids and that yeah. I think a lot of shows did that kind of uh, whodunit thing. Like yeah, uh, I remember Family Matters did it, mm-hmm. uh, where Steve was like the uh, the detective. It was like done in like a uh, <laughs> was like, it like a forties, like an old like thirties forties yeah. thing. He's like he's like uh, a gumshoe. Yeah, old gumshoe over here. <laughs> it's like I was in my office and she opened the door. I've never seen such beauty. <laughs> like a noir film <laughs> yeah. or something. <laughs> I need to find that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dang I'm it. A- Another one I didn't think about. I know. <laughs> they keep coming up. But, uh, yeah, uh, the mystery, it's called Mystery Weekend, Saved by the Bell. It was uh, originally aired in 91. Right. And uh, that's a that's a good one. That's a good, just a good wholesome one that I like to I like to watch. Right, right. You don't yeah. want one that's, like, gory and yeah. messed up. Oh, Halloween, man. Yeah. I do that on Christmas. Wait, well, shoot. Yeah. No, no. So that's my first, uh, my first pick. Well, my first pick. I'm going way back <laughs> to uh, the '60s. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's gonna be the Andy Griffith show. And that. now there's a couple good Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. But the one that I like the most is called Three Wishes for Opie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this one? Yes, I have. Yes, it's in the fifth season. Yeah, season five, episode yeah. fourteen. And basically, the show revolves around uh, Barney. He buys like this, <laughs> this mystical-looking box or this <laughs> chest-looking thing yeah. that he suspects was left by a band of gypsies <laughs> that had been uh, that had come through town yeah. a couple months prior. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I got this out of flea market. That band of gypsies must have left it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't um, know if you can make this now. Uh, yeah, well, he, if he goes. Uh, gypsies what is a gypsy listening yeah 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 whatever go perform your magic um <laughs> him and uh him and goober go to the mm-hmm. flea market so it's goober and uh barney and they're back at the courthouse talking about what they got mm-hmm. i think goober gets like a uh some some copper wire or something yeah he brings something <laughs> yeah but then um barney gets this box but anyways he believes it can be used for like magic you didn't think they got that box from gypsies i know they did don't you remember that band of gypsies was floating around the area last year you don't believe in that magic stuff do you barn i'm not saying there is such a thing as a supernatural but things have happened that have never been explained it has like tarot cards in it and it's supposed to be used to summon the spirit of someone named count estevan telecki <laughs> yeah so Barney's really into this. Like Barney has like a supernatural side to him, to where he believes in a lot of this stuff. Right, right. And of course, Andy's more of the down to earth. You know, like well, and Andy likes to mess with him too. He likes to he yeah. knows how to mess with him on this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. but know, Barney always, takes it seriously. Yeah. Like like Andy and Barney are talking in the episode, and Barney kind of hints to the fact that he believes in Aladdin's magic lamp. And Andy Griffith's like, "What? What? He's like, you're a grown man who can." can date and drive a car <laughs> and you believe in Aladdin's magic lamp and Barney gets like really offended. He's like, have you ever seen the lamp? Did you ever see the lamp? And he's like, I didn't see the lamp so I can't have an intelligent discussion about the lamp. <laughs> yeah. He goes, and he's like, the uh, the atmosphere over there is different than the atmosphere here. and I don't know what spirit it could have brought out. Barney, are you going to stand right there in front of me, a grown man able to read and drive a car and have dates and everything, and tell me that you believe there was such a thing as Aladdin's magic lamp that you could rub in a genie and come out of it and do things for you? I never saw that lamp. I do not know what spirit was evoked by that lamp and therefore I cannot discuss the subject intelligently. Another thing, another thing, another thing is atmosphere. Atmosphere. Aladdin's lamp was rubbed over in Arabia. Now the atmosphere in Arabia is a little bit different than the atmosphere here in the southeastern United States. It's classic Barney just getting worked up. Yeah. And, And 
He he always wanted stuff to be true about that. Like, like oh yeah, he yeah. was really into that, and <laughs> he gets Opie kind of roped into it because um, he yeah they they he does it with Opie. He does like the the tarot card thing, and he finds out that the box or Count Ivan Teleki or however Talecki. you say it, Istvan Teleki. I don't mm-hmm. remember the name. Um, the tarot cards are telling Barney that um. The count is giving Opie three wishes. Uh huh. So he's like, yep. "You have three wishes, Opie," and he's like, "What are you going to wish for first? And Opie wishes for a um, a jackknife, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what a jackknife. It's a pocket knife. It's but a po- uh, is it like that? Yeah, I know. I need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, Andy walks in shortly after and says, "Hey, I found. Look what I found for mm-hmm. you: a jackknife." Exactly. And Barty's eyes are just. I know oh. that classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that classic Barney look. Yeah, and um, gosh, I don't remember what his. I think the next next thing he Opie wishes for is to get a B in math, and he gets a B in math. Yeah. Um, and then his final wish is he doesn't say what his final wish is, right? But he Barney assumes that it's for Andy and Miss Crump to be engaged. Yeah, they were dating. So yeah, yeah, so he's like, it's gonna come true, and um. <laughs> It turns out that's not what OB was wishing for. He was wishing for uh, I forget what it was, something else. So yeah, long, yeah. I, I mean, I watched it a couple weeks ago, but I can't remember. But the best part is uh, Barney ropes in uh, Floyd, Floyd, the barber, <laughs> and <laughs> Goober. Yeah, to all do like the seance thing together. Now this is Floyd when um, this is post stroke. So Floyd, he the I actor could, that played I him. Remember, yeah. He, he went through the first and I think second season and then I think during the second season he had a stroke. Yeah. So he wasn't in the third and maybe even fourth season. I'm not sure. But he came back and they would always film him sitting. Or he would be propped up. Or propped up. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he could say his lines and stuff. And he would walk little ways sometimes. Sometimes, But yeah. like I think they even said that they would rig up a stool to make it look like he was standing. Yeah. Because one something. side of him was like weak. And yeah. Like, he would always be holding like a magazine or something in his hand. Right, right. You know, so, but uh, he would still deliver. I, I always loved his persona. It was like, huh? he is. He's, oh, 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 yeah. oh. He was kind of like Jeff Goldblum. I was just, yeah, yeah we were going to say the same thing. <laughs> he was like a, like a, a funny Jeff Goldblum guy. Maybe that's where Jeff Goldblum got his uh, yeah. his personality. No, I don't. But he gets, uh, he gets Floyd Goober. Yeah. And of course, Barney's back there in the dark at the courthouse. <laughs> they want to try it out, you know. And, oh, yeah. Um, Floyd and Goober are scared to death. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're like, petrified. they don't want to jack around with this thing. <laughs> Which I'm surprised that, that Barney's trying to, to do it. Like, because he, you, normally he's real spooked by Right. Things. Well, Barney has like this magic powder that he throws <laughs> on a lamp that he he lights like a candle. Mm-hmm. He has this powder. He throws it on the, the flame and it goes like. <laughs> 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 and um, I forget what he says. Barney says something about how, or he's telling Floyd that Countman. The like he's in the room right now. And Floyd's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Barney wishes for a um, a new fingerprint fingerprint set oh. or kit or something for the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And and of course, Andy happens to bring it in the next day. And um, or no, that night somebody comes in. Oh, and that's Andy right. had dropped it off that night, and Barney takes it in the room with Floyd and Goober. He's like shaking. His hands are just <laughs> yeah. like he's like having a seizure. He's like Count <laughs> Van Tlucky lives. <laughs> but um, it's kind of their little Halloween kind of spooky episode, mm. and you know for for Andy Griffith, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the only episode in the entire series that uses flashbacks. Which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I guess that is. The, yeah, yeah. Wow. But their other one um, is the haunted house one. Haunted which house. That's yeah. That's tied pretty much with this one. Yeah. It's a very classic haunted house episode. That's one where it's funny that like Andy ends up kind of getting spooked, yeah. and it's it's a rare one for that because he's usually like the cool, calm, collected guy, but he he ends up getting spooked right. in that one. So, so watch, uh, yeah, check out Three Wishes for Opie, season five, episode fourteen, and then there's another one. Um, I think it's just called the Haunted House or something. It might be. I don't think it's the same season, but it's really funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my first oh, hit for a favorite. Yep. Yeah. 
For someone who lacks a stomach, you sure work up quite the appetite. You're embarrassing me in front of Harold. It's okay my love, I love a woman that can eat. Having the ability to suck souls out of mortals is just icing on the cake. This looks like a fine establishment, let's do drive through. Welcome to Wacky Burgers, may I take your order? Me and my love shall have your finest hamburger, raw and for God's sake no onion. The boy here shall have a wacky packy with apples. No drinks, for we don't want to stain the seats in the rental. Okay, pull around. Sounds a bit young, huh? Cool, skeleton. It's kind of early for Halloween costumes, don't you think? Ah yes, well we, uh, we are very big fans of the holiday and like to start early, yes. That will be $12. Honey, do you have any money, son? No. I'm afraid we don't have any currency but how about this? Give us the food, and I'll refrain from casting your parents' souls into the pit of anguish. Well, you have to pay. I'm going to call the police. Nigel, honey. Okay, fine, Harold. Grab the food. Hey. Well, um, I'm going to go to the 60s with my next pig. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it um, Dick Van Dyke? No, that's a good one. Okay. This is, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, a classic. That's classic. And that's why I chose it. This is one that we never miss. This is, uh, and I like, I enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, obviously it's Charles Schultz, Peanuts. Um, actually, this is the first one that they used Charlie Brown at the end of it. Like, Oh, really? Because then, you know... Subsequent episodes, it's like it's such and such Charlie Brown. It's such and such. It's yeah, a, risk for your life, Charlie Brown. Right. <laughs> I love that one. Yes, um, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, so basically, it's there's kind of two storylines going in this one. There's Linus, who is um, he's a big believer in the Great Pumpkin, and he's. He, I, I would love to know the backstory to how, how that. I like, should have probably looked it up, but like no, no. But I'm just like like what in the show they story? they never explained. Yeah, they never really do because it's almost like Santa. Like he's writing to the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Like he wants to, um, you know, obviously he's like you know wants to get these things, wants the Great Pumpkin to leave him presents, and right? Stuff. And so he goes out to the pumpkin patch to wait for the Great Pumpkin to arrive, and it's basically like the other kids. Um, just pretty much ridiculing him. Uh, you know, his sister Lucy, who's a jerk a lot. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you know, calling him a blockhead. And, you know, just like, oh, you're out here again. And, um, a blockhead. What's uh, Charlie Brown's sister's name again? I, um, she's the one that's in love with Linus. I thought that was Lucy. No, Lucy is... Oh, Sally. Sally, that's yeah. right. Sally is uh, Charlie Brown's sister. And she... Is, of course, is in love with Linus, and she goes out there and like misses all the trick or treating because she's trying to. She believes Linus. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts is when you see this shadow rising up, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like a slow, like black shadow. Yeah. I and Linus is like, about. "That's him. It's the Great Pumpkin." Blah, yeah. blah. And and Sally's like looking at it, just kind of funny, and it ends up being Snoopy. Just doesn't he howl or something? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. and Linus faints. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> He just passes out. You know that noise that uh, I love Snoopy's laugh. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's really hard. Um, Oh god, I love that because it's you know it's just this. Oh, it's a shadow. (laughs) Yeah, it's Snoopy. It's the great pumpkin. He's rising up out of the pumpkin patch. What happened? Did I faint? What did he leave us? Did he leave us any toys? I was wrong. And then you have the other kids that are um, going out trick-or-treating. And so most of them are doing their ghost costumes. Yeah. Um, Lucy goes as a witch, which she claims is opposite of her personality, which (laughs) I thought was always funny. Yeah. Um, But then 
they um, so they're putting the sheets and they're getting ready and Charlie Brown just completely botches his his costume. Like he cuts like fourteen holes in his. That would that would have been me. Yeah, just yeah. botched it. It's a, <laughs> as Frank Riddle says, it's a botched job. Yeah, it, botched toe, <laughs> botched toe. Oh, um, so they go out and of course you know they're like, yeah, we know it's you, Charlie. And then it's funny because you see, um, oh, who's the one that's always dirty? Pigpen. Pigpen. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh hey, Pigpen. They're like, how did you know it was me? But it has this like dirt cloud everywhere. around him. You know, we call our dog Lana Pigpen now. Oh, okay. Just hurt. She shed so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah, she didn't mean it. But um, but yeah, they go around and <laughs> Charlie Brown gets rocks. All these other kids. I always thought this was the meanest Who are thing. These jerk like adults in this neighborhood. They give these kids handfuls of candy give and, and give him a rock. Every house he goes to, he gets yeah. a rock. He was bullied. Yeah, he was. And it always made me... Even as a kid, I was like, why are they doing that to him? That's not fair. You know, Charlie Brown, man. He's like a nice kid. He's such a sweet, good kid. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Um, but that's that's one that we... I gotta watch, like, you know... I think it was fall. last year, the year before, like... I forget who airs it, CBS or ABC. I don't remember. ABC aired it for... But, they, oh, but maybe CBS doesn't now. Like, they weren't gonna air it last year. Or something. It was only going to be like online, like ABC. Oh. And there was like this massive outrage, and they yeah. ended up airing it. Yeah. That. Well, I, I, I didn't. I don't remember that, but I can see that absolutely because people wait for that. I mean, that's you know. Um, yeah, it looks like ABC picked up the rights until 2019. Oh, okay. And well, maybe that's why they didn't air it. Apple TV Plus became the exclusive home. Oh, so that's what it was. That's it. Yeah, that's on uh, Apple TV now. Stupid. That's dumb. Just buy the DVD. You can get it <laughs> that's for what like we have. We have three bucks or yeah, something. I think we found it in a bin. Now you know I'm a massive Garfield guy. Like I just yeah. I love Garfield. But even I'll say the Peanut Halloween Special is better than the Garfield Halloween Special. I was never a big fan of the Garfield one. I, and I, I don't think I, that that would be a great one. I don't hate it. Yeah, but. I would have yeah. to go with the peanuts. One. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It's again. It's you know we have the uh, peanuts, uh, great pumpkin. We have the Thanksgiving one, which is I love that. Yeah, one. with the jelly beans. Yes, yeah. and the yeah the popcorn, and then um, the Christmas one, and uh, Race for Your Life is my favorite one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Race yeah. for Your Life, Charlie Brown, and then there's the one I never can remember the name of it, but we do have it. It's the one where they do the spelling bee. Uh huh. Do you remember yeah. that one? I don't know the name of that one either. I, but I love that one. that one. Yeah, I don't know. I actually really enjoyed the movie, the Peanuts movie. It I was so it. good. It's really good. Very we wholesome. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll, that's my favorite part about it. It was super wholesome. Yeah. There was no innuendos. No, or no. All that kinda, stupid stuff. You know. It was just very, very, very good movie. Yes. So yeah, that's uh, it's a great pumpkin. I got. I always have to watch that one. Yeah. Well, my next one is going to be uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, this was, I think this was in 2001. We're trying to stick with everything below, before 2010. Right, right. Um, so anyways, it's called Trick or Treat. It's uh, season two, episode three. And like, there's so many storylines in this episode, so I'm just going to focus on two. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the Halloween part is going to come in. Um, but kicking the entire episode off, Larry's already annoyed. <laughs> he's annoyed and he's almost like he's intrigued and annoyed because a buddy of his during dinner says that his grandfather invented the Cobb salad. I remember <laughs> this now. That's right. He, and I, he's, he's so I, like I, taken aback by it. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean he invented the Cobb salad? Because Larry's trying to order a salad at a restaurant and he's like, he's he says he wants a Cobb salad, but he's like, I don't want any bacon on it or I want the dressing on the side. And this guy's over there going, oh. And he's like, what's the problem? Yeah, what? He's like, what you, what's, he goes, oh, my grandfather invented the Cobb salad. He's like, what? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Dude. Yeah, so this is all around like October. So it, yeah. it's kind of festive. Everything's kind of themed pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. And, but the Halloween part really kicks off when, you know, it's it's Halloween night. Um, Larry's wife, Cheryl, is in there putting bags of candy together, which I hate that. I hate that when they hand out little baggies. Little bags, And it yeah. has like, oh, two uh, Hershey Kisses. Tootsie Rolls. And a mini Crackle Bar or oh. something. Dude, Tootsie Rolls. F that, dude. I hate Tootsie, oh, tootsie Rolls. And the flavor, you know the flavored Tootsie Rolls? I can eat those, though. Really? I you mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't love them. 
Oh, okay. But I can eat but them. But I'll eat them. Tutorials right. give me a headache. <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah, yeah. But the smell gives me a headache. Laffy Taffy gives me a headache. Oh, I like Laffy Taffy. Do you? Man, that purple Laffy Taffy. That purple. You like that purple. Dude, I love that purple, man. Or the yellow, the banana. Ugh. Okay, Dude. the banana. Oh, Dude, okay. give me a glob of yellowed Laffy Taffy, <laughs> and I will eat the whole thing. You're so weird. Banana runts. You hate banana runts. I like banana runts. That just, makes no sense. Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. And you have to like Laffy Taffy. Get out of here. All right. Anyways. Anyway, back to... Yeah. Knock on the door. Yeah. Get some kids. Larry's like, oh, you guys look cute. He gives them some candy. Goes back. Another knock on the door. Larry opens the door. Immediately confused and annoyed. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen? Thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. You look more like sixteen or maybe no, even seventeen. No, no, thirteen. Can you're thirteen. Yeah. Where's your Where's your costumes? I'm being my sister. You're being your this sister. This is my yeah, teacher. You're a teacher. Uh-huh. Yeah. So can we get Boy, some candy, like Grandpa? Yeah, no, like, can we class. have our candy? Yeah. Candy. Hello. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Now I can understand this because it's two teenagers standing there and they uh-huh. have no costume on. Yeah. They're not dressed up. Larry, instead of just giving them candy and letting them, let's move on. It's like, no, what? he can't let it go. How old are you guys? You know? yeah. <laughs> he immediately wants, he wants like them to basically give their ID. <laughs> um, they're not dressed up like anything. Right. One of the girls claims, yes, I am. I'm dressed up like a teacher. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. So he doesn't give them anything. Yeah. He's like, no. He just closes the door on him, and they're they're visibly annoyed. Well, um, you get your house egg. I've almost done this before. Yeah, because there was a grown man that walked up to my door one time during Halloween dressed as a clown. I've told you. I think I mentioned. Yeah, you this. told me about that. Yeah, and all he said was, "Clowns like Snicker bars." <laughs> you didn't tell me. I don't remember this. Yes, I mentioned it in an episode. Oh, um, I was like, or he might have said Crunch Bar. I can't remember. So I was just sitting there going, okay, now do I die or do I give him a snicker just bar? Just give him a snicker I gave him a snicker you bar. Gotta I was like, bar. he didn't say anything. Turn around and left. Okay, that's fine. Not even a thank you. Because if you had done anything else, he would have been outside your window. That could have Like one in the morning. <laughs> just slowly rising up outside just, my window. Yeah. Yeah, so Larry, Larry has none of it. He's like, yeah, I don't he can't let candy. things go. I mean, he really can't. So, of course, they wake up the next day and their entire house is teepeed. Yeah. Like, all like every tree it's not like a mansion he lives in so it's just it's really bad uh-huh. and the girl said spray painted bald a-hole on the garage <laughs> to which Larry he mainly focuses on that uh-huh. because he said that should be a hate crime they're they're pointing out one group <laughs> bald people bald pe- yeah and he's trying to explain to the the African American cop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this should be a hate, hate crime. crime. Yeah. And the cop's like, well, sir, I'm bald too. He's like, no, no, no. You you shaved that. You shaved <laughs> You're not naturally bald. <laughs> and Larry just kind of goes off. He's like, they're rigging the system. Like, these kids are rigging the system. <laughs> kids are rigging. And he's like, oh, there should be a cutoff. Like, oh, look, I'm 40. I'm 40. I demand free candy because it's Halloween. Give me candy. It's free. <laughs> you know, it's just like, like everyone can just go out on Halloween and get free things. <laughs> There needs to be there needs to be some effort put into it. Yes. Well, it's a classic Larry freak out. They didn't have a costume on. You shouldn't be allowed. Who cares? They were just using Halloween to get candy. Who cares? It's I Halloween. Just give them candy. Just use the holiday for your own selfish purposes. So what? So what? So you'd rather have them toilet paper your house? Well, I didn't know that it was going to be felony a treat. I thought it was, I don't think the trick extended to felony. Why would he care? Going to be forty trick or treating at forty. Do I have free candy? I'm 40 years old. I want free candy. It all just unravels, dude. (laughs) It's just a really bad day. And a lot of it comes from him not giving out candy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... That was the, 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 uh, what do they call it, the uh, spark or the, you know. (laughs) So it just, it doesn't go well for him. So, yeah, they have some more Halloween episodes, too. But that was always my favorite because of the way that he just kind of said how a lot of people feel. Yeah. You're, You're like 15. You have no costume on. Give me candy. I have no problem giving candy to a teenage <laughs> kid that's dressed up. You know? <laughs> well, the cop's like, did they say trick or treat? He goes, yes. He goes, did you give him a treat? He goes, no. He goes, well, you got the trick. You got the trick. 
That's what it means. Like, yeah. I'll trick you unless you give me a I treat. mean, you don't think about it. That's literally what it means. Yeah. It's pretty, that's pretty messed up, too. <laughs> that is kind of. I'm going to vandalize. kind of like blackmail. I'm going to vandalize your home unless you give me something. your house for ransom here. That's yeah, pretty messed up. So that's uh, my second pick. <laughs> nice. One of my favorite Halloween episodes. Oh, Larry David. You knew it was going to be, he was going to go off the deep end. Yeah, he wouldn't have. Uh, my next one is, uh, it's not a Halloween episode, per se. But it's I like to watch it in Halloween. It's the uh, Shanghai episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> What's that one? So that's the one where <laughs> SpongeBob's in his house, and all of a sudden, an anchor falls through his roof, yeah. and he thinks the sky had a baby, and so he <laughs> runs out to Squidward's house. Squidward, the sky had a baby in my house, and so Squidward, of course, is annoyed. Looks out, it's like, what are you talking about? It's an anchor. It's not a. It's not a baby. Yeah, and um. <laughs> it shifts like he's talking to Spongebob about it he's like stop bothering me about it and like it, it immediately shifts over to Squidward's house yeah and impales his house he's like say what you did and all this stuff so he climbs the rope yeah and it goes up to the Flying Dutchman's ghost ship that's Halloweeny. yeah yeah absolutely anything with a Flying Dutchman yes and so they get up they all three climb up there and Squidward's up there and he's demanding answers he's he's fed up <laughs> And so he knocks on the, the door of the captain's quarters and out comes the flying dustman. He's like, ah! The flying dustman. And so Squibber just goes off and just starts, <laughs> you know, what kind of idiot, blah, 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 you know, this and that. And so, what fly, kind of idiot? What do you mean? And so the, the Dutchman's already annoyed. He, literally, he sighs. He looks at the camera. He just goes... Now you listen here, mister. If you think I'm going to spend more than five minutes on this dumpster, then you're crazy. I mean, look at this place. Whoever told you that hanging oil lamps next to hardwood paneling was a good idea? Oh, now what? I suppose you're going to show me. Oh, oh, gee, that's very nice. Oh, what is this? Some kind of magic act? Would anyone else like to enter the fly of despair? We'll do anything you say. Is Patrick up there? Yeah, Patrick and SpongeBob are up there. They're just kind of watching this unfold, horrified. He gives SpongeBob, he he tells Patrick to steer the ship, which, why did he do that? Okay, SpongeBob. Um, hey, hey, SpongeBob. Yeah, he. I love that that's Dauber from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Coach. Yeah. But anyway, um... So they're going to Bikini Bottom, and they, he's like, pick somebody to scare. And he he's puts, you know, he finds this little kid skipping down the street. It's like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so they, <laughs> they're like, all right. And so they go to scare him, and um, <laughs> they jump out, and the, the Dutchman's like, <laughs> and like, scares the kid. Yeah. And then he's like, my two ghost pirates. And it, <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick come out of the bushes going, ooh. <laughs> And SpongeBob has his fingers like this, and he goes behind, like in little loops, <laughs> like it's linked. And he goes behind his head, and he goes, "How does he?" And he brings them apart and comes back. How does he do that? That's great. And uh, the little kids just goes, "These guys are dorks." <laughs> and uh, I love the part where Patrick's driving, and he's like, "Hey, pull us." The Dutchman's like, "Hey, pull us behind those rocks," and. Uh, it just reminds me like me and you if we did this yeah. like, try to pull a boat be like Spongebob's looking over the side he's like you're good you're good it's just scraping the whole side of the boat you're good and it's like stop. when I scrape the van at work yeah. yeah yeah hey you're good yeah the Dutchman's annoyed with him so he decides he's gonna eat him or something yeah, or yeah. kill him and they have to escape through the perfume section of a department store in a mall. Yeah. So if you don't understand this reference, then you're not from the 80s or 90s when <sighs> if you went to a mall and you have like a flagship store like Dillard's or whatever else, Sears, or they always had like the makeup perfume section. Right. They would like attack yeah, you if you're front, with a woman. And they were just like, spray you. Like, <laughs> like. I mean, I never got, like, sprayed in the face or whatever, but, like, they'd be like, hey, like, you want to try? I'm like, no, 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 stay back. But well, they would, like, spray your wrist. Hold your arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had to get through the, the perfume section <laughs> of, a, of a department store before they could escape. 
And uh, it's just, I don't know. I, to me, it's a great hol- it's a great Halloween episode, yeah. even though it's not intended to, to be that. Well, I think of that one, and I think of uh, Nasty Patty. Nasty Patty is a good Which yes. has one of the funniest moments when uh, Sponge, <laughs> when they go to bury the body. Yes. And they tell the cops show up and tell SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs to get back in the car. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs is in the car, and then SpongeBob gets just in the car. And he, he just He goes like, <laughs> Hey, I'll step back here. Nothing unusual about a muddy shovel in the trunk. <laughs> All set. You okay there, little fella? Oh, uh, and he has he has the body at one point in his hat. It's just <laughs> this giant hat. Um, What's the one where like you could see SpongeBob's brain? That was a scare. That almost made my list too. That was a scaredy pants. SpongeBob scaredy okay. pants. But I love that. Yeah, that's that's one of my it's one of my favorite SpongeBob episodes, and then it's one right of, it, to me. It just it goes with Halloween. All of my French fried potatoes gone. My love, if you wanted some, you should have just told me to order extra. Oh, Nigel, you rascal! You know French fried potatoes are my one vice. Harold, let your old man have a few of yours. No, father. No. Oh, honey, it appears that the man in the vehicle next to us is yelling something quite fierce at you. Oh? Hello? Hello there? Is there a hindrance? Hey, yeah, man, are you freaking nuts? Look, take your stupid skeleton outfit and get out of here. You're about to kill somebody on the road. Honey, shield the boy's eye sockets. So, anyways son we shall be arriving at Eric's abode in the next three hours. I'm sure we will all be invited in for tea and tacos. Well my last pick for a favorite, mm-hmm. um, I guess this counts as a TV episode. I mean it only came on TV. Yeah. And it was a special, so I guess it could count since yeah, Charlie TV Brown special. counts. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of a weird one, but I clearly remember watching this. It's called the Mark Summers Mystery Magical Tour Special. Ooh. Now, this came on Nickelodeon, and this came on uh, Halloween night, 1988. Uh-huh. And it continued to air till like, 96. Like, oh, every okay. single Halloween yeah. on Nickelodeon. And this is, like, kind of during the... Uh, the height of Mark Summer's popularity. Yeah, Double, uh, Dare. Double Dare was huge. Yeah, I mean, that was like the ultimate game show. Yeah. So they did like a Halloween special, and it's like it's great, but just kind of weird. <laughs> so basically, the story is Mark Summers and a uh, a group of kids. There's three kids mm-hmm. are le- they leave them. They're leaving a movie. You find out they just saw a film. Yeah, and the kids are talking in the back, and um, there's a kid in the front. And the kids in the back are talking about like, yeah, that movie was great. How did they do that? Yeah, no, magic's not really real. And he's like, I don't know. I think magic could be real. And Mark Summers driving. I don't know how they're related to Mark Summers. This is never brought up. He just picks up some kids. Uh, well, yeah. Wasn't that a great movie? Yeah, especially when that guy turned into a skeleton. Are you serious, Chetney? I hated that part. It was too scary. My mom says don't believe everything you read or everything you see. Well, it looked like real magic to me. Maybe your eyes were playing tricks on you. One of the kids is uh, Jonathan Brandis, who's actually big in the 80s. He played Bastion in Never Ending yeah. Story 2. Yeah, okay. Which is the one that no one likes. <laughs> no one, um, yeah. At least I don't. Um, but yeah, they're just driving in the car and they have a flat tire. Oh, no. And Mark Summers is like, oh, we got a flat. And that's how I drive. Well, he's driving really awful if you yeah. watch it. It's like the car's kind of swerving. So I don't know if Mark Summers is, is like drunk? inebriated or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are these children and why have you been drinking, Mark Summers? Mm-hmm. So anyways, they, they found like this, this spooky looking castle. Oh. Or it's like it's supposed to be a castle, I yeah. guess. But um, like, hey, maybe we can go in there and use the telephone because this is before cell phones, Katie. Oh, no. And uh as they're like pulling up, this other guy's leaving, going, I can't take it anymore in there. It's too crazy. And, <laughs> it's too crazy. And Mark Summers is like, Hey, do they have a telephone we can use? And the guy's like, Help yourself. You can have it. <laughs> so um so they enter this this castle, which it was actually filmed at the Magic Castle in Los Angeles, which oh. is I think like a like almost like a club for like magicians right, that they right. can go oh, hang wow. out. And I think I don't 
know if anybody can go in there or not. I don't remember. But, um, so it's really weird. Like, they, they entered this castle, and, like, there's, like, a room, and turns out there's, like, a a false wall, like, behind a bookcase, and Mark Summers falls back into it. It's very, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, on you, Mark, get set, go, get the flag, Mark. Um, I don't think anybody ever won that physical that final i I think like three people won the double dare final physical challenge yeah 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 so (laughs) anyways um it's really weird like it it features two magicians it features uh lance burton okay uh, also known as the diet david copperfield uh (laughs) and uh tina lenert who i have no freaking clue that is she's a magician i guess all right so they're wandering around this castle and they just randomly come across um, Lance Burton, who's just standing there, <laughs> randomly performing magic tricks. And the kids have a seat, and uh, Mark Summers is like, oh, this is odd, and kind of squats down behind the kids. And Lance Burton just comes out and starts doing this magic routine, like this five-minute magic routine. He's not talking. Oh. They're just watching him do it. And I'm like, okay, this is odd. <laughs> So, you know, during this, they're playing like the soundtrack, I guess, to this magic routine. <laughs> it is the crappiest music I've ever heard oh, in my entire no. life. It sounds like an, I mean, it, it sounds like they're literally playing the music off in a Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. Yeah, like Lance Burton's just chilling. I guess he just hangs out there all day and does magic tricks yeah. and hopes people stumble in. I don't know. But like the house is like real stereotypical. It's like real a spooky house with like there's like eyeballs that move in yeah. paintings and stuff like that. And um so anyways, the act ends and Lance Burton just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly the kids can't find Mark. Oh, no. Mark goes missing. So the kids are, you know, they're going through the house like, Mark, where'd Mark go? Mm-hmm. And um, they they hear something and like this woman comes out like this. She's dressed as like a janitor. Oh. This is where it gets really weird. Uh-huh. So this is apparently the other magician that I mentioned earlier. Tina Lenart. 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 I don't know how to say her name. Lenart. 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 All right. So she's dressed as like a, like a housekeeping person. Okay. But she, you know, throughout her housekeeping duty, she she kicks it into a little magic routine. Oh, right. her magic routine's really weird. Like you'd have to see it to really understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she has like this cart that she's pushing with her, and the cart has like a coat hanging on it, like up high. Uh huh. And there's a mop. And basically what she's doing is she puts one arm through the coat uh-huh. and stands beside it and it looks like the coat came alive and she has her other hand free but she's controlling the coat you can obviously tell yeah yeah so she's doing a magic trick with this magical coat and like the coat has like a mop head it's really weird and so she does this trick and like like it's almost like her and the coat are falling in love (laughs) and it ends with her like cuddling with the coat and it's like And I'm like, this is weird. This What's is happening so right now? And so the kids are like, that was amazing. And the kids just get up and leave. <laughs> like, so okay, like, well, we're going to go what the look for the adult. Freak, dude. And it's just a bunch of wacky stuff. Like, they, they finally get to this part and, like, Mark Summers walks out. But it, he's doing magic tricks, but he's not saying anything. And he yeah. kind of has wild eyes. And you suddenly figure out that Lance Burton is standing behind Mark Summers with his arms through Mark Summers, like, you know, Mark Summers has his arms behind his back and Lance Burton's doing the tricks. Oh, Lord. And you're like, this is trippy as hell, man. <laughs> it's just really weird. And so, like, the routine is over. Mark Summers is like, hey, what'd you think about that, guys? They're like, where have you been? He's <laughs> like, this, this castle's wacky. And uh, so Lance Burton finally talks, and he's like, "Yeah, kids, it's all magic." And uh, they're like, "Oh, Lance Burton!" And uh, 
He's like, Melance, what about that trick I saw earlier? Because earlier they saw like a skeleton in a phone booth. Yeah. So Lance is like, here, I'm going to show you. It's just a trick. So they go into another room. Lance opens up the phone booth and a man pops out dressed as a skeleton. Uh-huh. And it incites a sword fight between Lance Burton and this skeleton man. <laughs> they have this straight up sword fight throughout the magic castle. Yeah. It's very strange. Take a look. The end of the fight, Lance does another magic trick, and it reveals that Lance was the skeleton man. Okay. Which makes even less sense. (laughs) This sounds like a dream you're describing. It's a fever dream of an episode, but it's awesome. It's great. (laughs) It's stupid and cheesy and tries to be spooky, but isn't. It has a woman magician getting frisky with a mop. In a coat. Mop coat, man. And it has Lance Burton, who apparently just chills out at the Magic Castle. It just does random tricks. It does random tricks. Just... He's just working on his act. I guess. I never liked Lance Burton. He was big into the doves. Yeah, I remember the doves. Did a lot of dove tricks. Didn't really care for him. I mean, that got old after a while. I mean, he's kind of like the, you know... He's the, he's the off-brand David. Yeah, he's like the great value David David Copperfield. <laughs> great value David Copperfield. <laughs> The but, Shasta, um, <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah, he's the Shasta. He's Which the, I enjoy Shasta. He's the Doctor Thunder. Oh, okay. And Dave Copperfield, Doctor Pepper. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So, anyways, <laughs> Mark and the kids are like, "That was crazy," and they just leave. <laughs> I thought they had a flat. Well, they get outside and the flat tire's fixed. Oh come on. <laughs> okay. And as they're leaving, someone else is approaching it, Uh-oh. going, "Do they have a phone in that I can use?" And Mark Summers is like, "Help, Help yourself." And then that's the end of Doesn't the episode. Warn anybody. Oh, boy. He should have said, look, freaking Lance Burton's in Lance there. Lance Burton's in there. And he's going to creep you out and just really delay your time. I mean, yeah. he can't just do what we're asking here. <laughs> There's a woman in there who's probably, I don't know, with the coat. He's lo- She's locked up in a closet with a coat. I don't know, man. That's weird. That coat routine freaked me out. <laughs> it wasn't even that impressive. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. No one's heard from her since. So, yeah. So check out. <laughs> what if she's doing shows? What if she's check out the around? Mark Summers Mystery Magical Tour Special. Yeah. Uh, it could easily be found on YouTube. Yes. Yes. No one else wants to. No. Prepare to be scared tonight when Nick or Treat presents Alex Mack's spookiest night ever on the world premiere of a special Halloween episode of The Secret World of Alex Mack, followed by the grotesque season premiere of Real Monsters. <laughs> Back to back tonight, starting at 8, 7 central, right here on Nicker Tree. Ooh. Wow. So those that are those are my three favorites. Those are good ones. Those are my three kind of off-the-wall favorites, kind of, mm-hmm. especially that last one. Yeah, that's that was a little batty. Yeah. Get it? Batty. batty. Halloween. Uh-huh. I get it, and I like See it. See what I did there? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, let's. So this I'm gonna is, give you. This is the one you don't like. This is my horror Ebble. Ebble pick. Um, not gonna take very long on this because yeah, it's, I remember seeing this. Is it the Halloween Havoc where the giant fights Hulk Hogan? <laughs> no, no one likes that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, this one is so. You're familiar with PBS programming. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I love I love PBS. Can I guess what this is? Yeah. Is this the Magic School Bus Halloween special or something? No, that's probably pretty good. Dang it, yeah, it's probably great. They probably uh, like go into like a pumpkin or something. Yeah, that's probably cool. This one is Arthur. Screw Arthur, dude. Arthur. I never liked Arthur. Arthur has an episode where they're sister. So <laughs> it's Halloween themed because they reference Jekyll and Hyde. The, okay. The the and so what they're doing is they're they're talking about the whatever the literary technique of allegory, meaning like abstract concepts like good and evil are personified by Jekyll and Hyde, right? Right. Jekyll and Hyde. So Arthur turns into like a Jekyll and Hyde type character, but it's the it's so stupid because it. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do. It. The, okay, it's only like a five minute 
thing. Yeah. Or at least what I remember. And I tried to watch some of it again just to get, just to refresh myself, and it just made me mad. I started shaking, my legs were quaking, my stomach aching, my brain was breaking. Started turning green, feeling mean. It was like in that story. I was acting strange, quite deranged. It was pure allegory. Allegory, a story where the characters stand for abstract ideas. For example, good and evil. Cause I was Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. So he's like, it's a song, basically. It's like a musical. And I, they kind of try to do a thriller type thing. <laughs> but not really. But it's like kind of modern music. Everyone does the thriller dance. But I don't know. Like, how do they get away with that? I don't I don't know. They should have copyrighted that dance. Anyway. That, yeah, you should. <laughs> but it's just him. It's just, it's going, it's a song about you know, allegory and it's good and evil, blah, blah. And then he's like, turns into, you know, uh, he does like the, the turn to evil. And so he's like messing with other kids projects that they're trying to do. And like, it's just so dumb. And I'm like, who, who thought this was a good idea, but I don't like Arthur to begin with. <laughs> Never was a fan of his, but I remember this. I remember this one and I'm just like, that's the only one that I could come up with that I just truly don't like. Yeah. Um, Screw author. I was more of a uh, busy town guy. Oh, you're a busy town guy. <laughs> busy town with yeah. Richard Scary. Yeah. Do you remember? And I don't even know if this is PBS. Do you remember Babar? The, the elephant. elephant. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good show. I never really liked him. Yeah. Well, I liked. Him. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me talk about my last one. Um, my least favorite. Yeah. Would be from season eight, episode seven of Family Matters, and the title of this episode is called Stevel. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, I know that's which one you're uh, about. Steve Urkel, but uh-huh. the evil Steve Urkel. Now you might be saying, "Oh, so it's like another it's like, like Stefan like situation or Kel thing." No, that would be ridiculous, Eric. That'd be silly. It is a evil ventriloquist dummy, Oof, like Chucky yeah. style. Okay, I have a lot of problems with this one. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah, well, I, actually, this is ranked as one of the high. Like people like this episode. I don't like it. So it's funny that you don't. I, I want to hear this. Okay, so it's about a ventriloquist dummy that looks exactly like Urkel. It comes to life and terrorizes the Winslows, and Steve must stop it. Now it's done like in a uh, like a dream fat, like Steve is dreaming, right, right? This, but then when the episode ends, they kind of make you think that he wasn't dreaming. Mm-hmm. So here's my problem: if this was like another show, like say like Step by Step or something, yeah. or something a little more grounded, just a little bit more grounded, right? Um, it might have been different. I might have thought it was a great episode, but this is. By season eight, it, Family Matters has jumped about 50,000 sharks at this point. Oh, yeah. It's off the rails at this point. I mean, it would have been acceptable in a show that was otherwise more realistic, but yeah. it didn't really capture the same vibe for me uh-huh. because this was at the part where, you know, there was Stefan, where yeah. Steve could transform himself into a cooler version of himself. Well, and he was also traveling in time, I think. Yeah, he he had also tra- he also transformed himself into Bruce Lee. Yeah. They had yeah. a teleportation machine that takes Carl and Steve back in time to like <laughs> pirates. Right. They've shrunk themselves. Yeah. So it's already like wacky and just like what's happening. It's like running you out know? of stuff to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Urkel to me, Urkel was to Family Matters. What Slimer was to the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Once the show started to revolve around them, it went downhill. It went downhill, yes. So, now don't get me wrong. I love Family Matters. But yeah. when I say I love Family Matters, I'm basically saying I love seasons one through three, maybe one four. One the big se- Yeah. Three is okay. I, I, can, I can maybe say four, but one and three are my favorites. When, when one Urkel three, I, I should say. would show up at the height of somebody's stress level... That was the best part to me. Yeah. You know. Well, he was always meant to be a side character anyway. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> so anyways, he dreams that there's a, he has a ventriloquist dummy, but he dreams that it comes to life and is trying to kill him and the Winslows. I need to lie down. <laughs> My name is Steven But the funniest part is that it's a it's kind of a crappy animatronic <laughs> yeah. or puppet 
Because, like, up-close shots, you can definitely tell it's a puppet. Mm -hmm. But every time the camera pans out, it's the most obvious-looking little person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're, like, all like, oh, Steve. In a costume? Which, it's blatant. I mean, it's not... They don't even try to make it look like anything but a little person in a Halloween costume. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So anyway, Steve just randomly takes out the Winslow family in a variety of ways, including uh, he turns Harriet into a giant jack-in-the-box toy. (laughs) It's so stupid. Um, But, and there's a part like where Steve dances. He just busts out into a dance. It's like, ah, I don't know. It's really bad. It's so bad it's good, but it's more horrible than anything. Um... The only like silver lining to the sequel, or the only like silver lining to this entire thing, is a sequel, and it's where Steve will returns, but he brings along um, a lookalike dummy that looks like Carl. Oh, <laughs> and his name is Carl's Bad. Carl's Bad. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, if it was any other show, mm-hmm. I think it would have been kind of fun. But it's like we've seen this type of crap like a million times by now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, when Steve jetpacks from <laughs> Chicago to San Francisco, where Full House is, it's like that's where they had the crossover. Yeah, episodes. the crossover, which is yeah. I love crossover episodes, but so I thought that was you know it'd be a little fun topic, talk about some we like, some one we don't like, mm-hmm. and you know it was harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was hard to kind of narrow it down to. Um, I just tried to narrow it down to three ones that. I wouldn't talk about it all the time, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, well, I had I put in ones that... Well, of course, Say by the Bell, I don't really like have to watch. But uh, Great Pumpkin, and I love the Shanghai episode of SpongeBob. Like, I, I, I like to watch those. Yeah. You're, you know. Yeah. You're in Halloween, so... First, right. well, guys, get, I hope you have a there. yeah. I hope you have a great Halloween. I hope you get a lot of candy and mm-hmm. have fun. And, uh, yeah, stick around. Um... I'm sure we'll have a Christmas episode coming up soon. Hey, that's right. That's the plan. <laughs> we're gonna do another. We're gonna do the wish book episode. Uh, we might. I think that's become a tradition. Last one didn't get a lot of listens. Well, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we'll see. Man, next year for Halloween, you're gonna have that new house. What are you gonna do? Man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've opened a can of worms. Uh, you've, you've extended this episode by like an hour and a half. All right, cool. Okay, so I was driving. I drove through this neighborhood last night. Yes. And I know the first thing I noticed was the street lights are very dim. Yeah, they are. I was so happy. <laughs> yes. Because that stupid street light across the street from my old house is what <laughs> jacked up my Halloween decorations every year. And I was trying to figure out ways to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, can I shoot it out with a BB gun? Can I cause it you could open the panel. Yeah. Cause I found that out because I walked by it one day and the panel opened. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> pretty sure it's illegal. Um but there's dim street lights over here in yeah. the subdivision, and I'm gonna have a garage that faces the street. Yeah, that's all I need. That's all you need. Well, and this this neighborhood for Halloween is like insane, dude. I'm telling you, people love to come here. It's gonna, You're gonna be have awesome. a lot of people. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, boy. yeah. So, anyways, guys, happy Halloween, and we will talk to you later. See you guys. Bye. We've arrived, Nigel. It's a bit late. It's 3.30 in the morning. Let's come back tomorrow. It appears that we have shown up too late to be part of the episode, but if I know Eric like I think I do, he and the family will be thrilled to see us and to meet my love for the first time. The door appears to be locked. Father, shall I go down the chimney and unlock it for you? Ah yes the shimmy down the chimney trick, yes, of course, my boy, have at it. The boy will need a bath. Okay everyone stay quiet, let's go to the bedroom and give Eric and family a rousing surprise. Okay on the count of three, one, two. Oh, oh, no! No! Dad! What is that? Rebecca, it's so nice to meet you. I need a bath. Nigel, get out of here! Oh, tis the season, makes my heart warm. Happy Halloween. Where are we sleeping this evening? Eric? Eric? <laughs>